reading this morning is from the book of Proverbs. If I can find my marker. How come I'm having a hard time? There it is. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. My son, forget not my law, but let them, thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Lord, today as we look to your word, we just ask that our hearts would be open uh, to what you have for us, uh, not what I have to say, but Lord, what your spirit has to say to each one of us today. We ask these things in your name. Amen. The message is the secret to success. Um, unfortunately, this should not be a secret, but for many people, uh, it still is. That if you really want true success, and then you have to think about what is your definition of success. Uh, because if it is uh, materialistic only, uh, then we're already off the mark. Uh, but the secret to success being what does the Bible call success? Success is uh, following the will of God, right? You'll never go wrong in following the will of God. Uh, you've probably already heard about this, but, um, you know, we, we lost a, a, a very good uh, preacher and uh, teacher in Charles Stanley, uh, 90 years old. And uh, one of the things that he was famous for saying was, trust God and leave the consequences to him. And you know, if you can do the first thing, you don't have to worry about the second. But if you've ever been in a bookstore, or um, if you've just looked on Amazon, you could type in self-help books and you would just be overwhelmed. Uh, by all these different books that tell you 10 steps to this, five steps to this, seven keys to this. But what's funny is most of us, uh, if you have a Bible nearby or in your home or in your car, you know, I will say if you keep your Bible in the back seat of your car, only, uh, you know, the, the sun gets a lot of uh, attention with it, but you probably don't. But the Bible tells us how to have success. In fact, in just this one verse, uh, or I would say two verses, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, tell us really the key to being successful in life. The whole book of Proverbs, they're really just very simplistic statements. And the older that you get, you, you really begin to learn that many things that are simplistic are also profound. Not this trip to Disney, but a few years ago, we were riding on one of those 
giant Disney buses. And this man looked at me because I, I guess, uh, I don't know if Lorelai was maybe four or five or even younger. But he said, you know, you'll learn that with kids, for your, for your life, the days are long, but the years are short. And you know, that was profound to me. I had never heard that before. But the minute he said that, I thought, you know, you're exactly right. Uh, and so that's what the book of Proverbs is. It's just, you know, great little nuggets of wisdom, okay? Uh, so yeah, there's, you could look at hundreds of self-help books about being successful or what do you got to do, but God in his word has already given us what we need to do, all right? In fact, if you just go Proverbs chapter 3, some people say it's the greatest uh, chapter in Proverbs, uh, but really few verses boil down to the essence of proverbial wisdom like these, and they are popular because they are profound. So let me read to you again just the fifth and sixth verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. The New Century Version says, Trust the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding. Remember the Lord in all you do, and he will give you success. This is definitely a verse uh, as we look at people, young people graduating high school and college of course, now today, you know, it's different. Now you graduate kindergarten in the third grade, in the fifth grade, in the eighth grade. Um, but there was a time when, you know, you graduated just high school. This verse is given to many young adults, people who are starting out their, their adulthood. But we need, no matter our age, no matter our circumstance this morning, we need to be mindful that the key to success is trusting in God. And then we're also going to look at what does that really mean when we say trust? That's another, it's like love. We throw that word out so quick that we really don't know what that means. But honestly, to trust God also means to obey Him. So whether you're thinking of graduating or graduation is a distant memory, the truth is we all could use another reminder of why we need to trust God. So the first reminder to you, if it's not a secret, is to trust in the Lord with all your heart. You see, it's the all your heart where we seem to get sideways. People say it, it's even on your money. And God, we trust. But the word trust here really means to have confidence in. Do you have confidence? Just think about this. You don't have to answer this out loud. Do you have confidence in God? Because how we live our lives really answers that question. If we have confidence in his word, if we have confidence in what he's done or what he says he will do, then our lives will reflect and we will, be tr we will trust him. If you want to be successful in this life, put your confidence in God. Now, that means that by doing that, you're not putting your confidence in other things. You're not putting your confidence in your bank account, in your health, 
in other people, in, in just you could name a million different things. Because all of those things give you false confidence. I was at a youth council's once. Yes, I used to go to youth councils. I haven't been in a long time. But one, the guest actually said to all the young people, you need to know that this world is not looking out for your good. And I thought, you know, that's, that's a great statement. Put your confidence in God. There's a great commercial that begins with a young girl standing alone in a, uh, a peaceful meadow. The camera then pans to another part of the meadow where it shows a gigantic African rhinoceros. This rhinoceros begins a lethal charge towards the girl whose serene and happy face remains unmoved. As the rhinoceros gets closer, the words appear on the screen, trust is not being afraid. A split second before the rhino tramples this helpless child, it stops. And the girl, her smile never wavering, reaches up and pets the animal on its massive horn. The final words then appear, even when you are vulnerable. Do not try that. That's all fake. Rhinoceros will kill you. Okay? We were at Disney. We drove by. We saw the hippopotamus. And the lady said, this is a... West African hippopotamus, and I said, kills more people in the world than any other animal. They leave that out, though, when you're on the safari. But that is true, isn't it? Trust means you're going to be vulnerable. It means you're not going to be afraid. Why? Because you've put your confidence in something greater than yourself. The ultimate, God. You see, when we put our confidence in what we've done or what people have given us, what are we really saying? We're saying, I am my own God, and I'll take care of whatever I need to take care of. But God says to you and I, if you will be vulnerable and just trust me, have confidence in me, then I will show you what true success is. The Proverbs is a great book in the Bible because it's 31 chapters. So most months, you could read the whole book in one month, one chapter a day. But if you are to trust the Lord with all your heart, we have to be vulnerable enough to take Him at His word. But people don't like to be vulnerable, do they? I say they, but I mean we, right? Because what happens when you're vulnerable to people? You often get hurt. And what we begin to think is, well, if I'm vulnerable with that person and they've hurt me, or that person has hurt me, what, what's to say that God won't do that? Well, here's the thing. God is not people. The church can hurt you. God is not the church. Your family can hurt you. God is not that. God has already proven over and over and over who He is. He can be trusted. You can take Him at His word. In fact, the Bible even says that he can't lie. He can't. You know, we love to say there's nothing God can't do, but really that's not true. And I'm glad it's not true. He can't sin. He can't lie. He can't be unfaithful. The Bible says even when we're unfaithful, he still remains faithful. So yes, we can trust him. 
The only way to truly trust him with all of our heart is to not be afraid and simply take him, take his word for what it is, the truth. Sometimes life is that, that rhinoceros just running full charge. And we're standing there going, what do I do? Trust. That's what God would say. Trust me. You've played the game with your kid or someone where, you know, uh, I used to do this all the time. You know, they would, when they were toddlers, they would trample me now, but they'd stand on the bed and I'd be two or three feet away and I'd say, jump. Not one time did my daughters ever say no, but I caught them. Don't worry. I caught them every time. David said in Psalm 56.3, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Notice he didn't say I'm never afraid. He said when I am afraid. Sometimes, let's be honest, we're afraid. So he didn't say I'm trusting in you and I'll never fear, I'll never be afraid. God knows that there are times that we're going to fear. That's why he says, don't be afraid, I am with you. And David said, when I am afraid, I will trust you. You see, we have a choice. David is saying, I could stay in my fear, or I can experience this emotion of fear, but still trust you. So trust in the Lord. Have confidence in Him. The next thing that we need to do is not lean on your own understanding. Why? Because contrary to popular belief, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. God knows everything. You see, our understanding is not enough. You know what's interesting, and I didn't know, there's no way I could have known this, but every appointment that I get, most people would say, oh, you know, they've had all this experience. They'll go to the next place to be fine. That's never happened to me. Every place I've ever had to go, I cannot fully lean on my own understanding. There's always going to be in your life and in mine this element where you have to trust God. And he makes sure it's like that. Because what would happen if he just said, you know what? Here, here's how it's all, here's the playbook, here it is, this is what's going to happen. You know, you'd say, appreciate that, thank you, see you later. Because you won't trust in him. There has to be this element where God says, you need to understand you don't know it all. There's a great line in the movie, Rudy, where the priest says, there's two things that I know in life. One thing is, there is a God. The second thing, I'm not him. That's wisdom. But our understanding will never be quite enough to get us through life. We need something more. We need divine wisdom. Proverbs 28, 26 says, He who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. What does the Bible say about a fool? It says that the the person who says there is no God is a fool. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. But yet, at the same time, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
In Luke 18, 9 through 14, Jesus tells the parable of this Pharisee. Uh, and, and, and he, you know, he was great and wonderful. He thought he was. He was confident in his own righteousness. But the tax collector, knowing what he was, wouldn't even look up to heaven and prayed. He would look down and just say, Lord, forgive me because I'm a sinner. It's dangerous for us to lean on our own knowledge and our own experience. They're helpful. They can help us to go from uh, one season in life to the next, but they're never going to be enough. Success is learning that you have to constantly lean on the wisdom of God. And that wisdom is always going to be found in His Word. Lean not on your own understanding. Now, that's not saying that you're dumb or you're stupid. That's not what it's saying. It's just saying you're not God. And, and He knows. In fact, what does the Bible say? That His thoughts aren't our thoughts. His ways aren't our ways. That His thoughts are so much higher than ours that we will never comprehend. And God says, I, that's not the point. What God says is really just trust. Why? Because if you ever had, or when you were younger, you ever kept asking your parents why why because every answer led to another question why because you could not comprehend what was in their head and finally they got tired of it and finally said because I told you so and I still think that's what you should be able to say that's enough that really meant that is it Right? Because there's nothing I'm going to be able to say to where your brain is going to have all the knowledge that my brain has. That's what God is really saying. Just trust me. Understand that I've created the earth. I know how it, how it, I, I, how it all works out. You just have to trust me. And part of trusting Him is leaning not on your own understanding, but trusting in His. So we've got that down, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have confidence in God. Lean not on your own understanding, right? We know we don't know it all. In the first half of verse 6, we find, what's the third thing we do? In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Let me go back to that second one, though. Or, or I'm sorry. Uh, notice what these verses have a lot in. All your. All your heart. Do not lean on your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. You see, God is saying, I have all this wisdom to give you, but you have to be available. The word acknowledge in the sixth verse literally means to know by observing and reflecting. Can't, you can't know everything. You're not God, but how can you know God? By His Word. Again, simple, but profound. Everything I'm telling you, you already know. It's just we don't often put it into practice. To be successful in this life, we must know God. And God says, you can know me because I've given you my Word. And in His Word, He tells us who He is. 
He tells us who he's not. If you took away scripture, you could not have a relationship with God the way he intends for you to. He has given us his spirit that helps us in this life. The verse says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Do we do that? You think about that. In, in every way, do you acknowledge God? Do I acknowledge God? Usually when I have fallen or missed the mark or haven't quite got it, it's because I haven't acknowledged him fully. Eugene Peterson put it this way, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't ever say to someone, God has not spoken to me. I am not a good listener. My wife told me to do something, and I didn't do it. That's not the first time. It won't be the last. Sometimes I just don't hear what I need to hear. You've heard this said before too. Listening and hearing are two different things. Jesus didn't say, my sheep hear my voice. They listen. When you're listening to music that you love, you are very much in tune, aren't you? You know the beat. You know the words they're going to say. You, 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 in fact, you wouldn't even need the music to, to know the words. You, it, you, you are in tune. You are one, if I can say that, with the song. Or, and Jesus is saying, those who listen to me, they, they are in tune with me. We have to know the Lord if we're going to know his voice. Don't you hear voices sometimes? I do. I hear it on the internet. I hear it on the radio. I hear it just sometimes my voice is my worst enemy. And what we have to do is be so in tune and acknowledge him in all our ways that when he speaks, we hear him. Because when we acknowledge God, he makes our paths straight. Now, please understand uh, no matter how many times that's translated, it does not mean straight like there won't be any problems, there won't be any. No, that's not what it's saying, okay? So don't, don't take that as it's just smooth sailing from here. That is not what it means, okay? It's just saying that God will direct your path, okay? As a person trusts in the Lord and acknowledges Him, this is not just a nod of recognizing, okay? It's an intimate knowledge of God. In all of His or her ways, they find that God makes their paths doable, okay? Possible. Let me say it that way. God will make your, this impossible path of life possible. This means more than guidance. It means God's removing obstacles that you could never remove opening doors that you could never open right right that's that's what that means to bring you to your appointed goal which ultimately is holiness that's everything that you're going through right now everything that i'm going through you could say well it's because of this and it's it's god's doing this because of this there's really honestly only one reason and it's to perfect you it's to perfect me it's to complete me and complete you. And he uses a billion different circumstances to do that. 
And in knowing that, that should lessen our anxiety and our worry and our fear. That everything that God is doing, he's doing to lead us to where when we see ourselves and when others see us and when he sees us, he sees the image of his son. If you and I trust in the Lord with all of our heart, if we lean on his wisdom, not our understanding, then God leads us to success. Do you think John the Baptist was successful? I do. John the Baptist was beheaded. A lot of his followers left him. The world would say, not so successful, Mr. Baptist. You were beheaded. Somebody cut your head off because they did not like you. But you know, Jesus actually said of John the Baptist that he was the greatest person who ever lived. The other thing that we need to do, and we need to do this daily, is we need to choose what definition of success we're going to live by. Are we going to live by the the world's definition or God's? If you want to be successful in all that you do, you'll need to trust in the Lord. He's got a pretty good track record. He's undefeated. You know, he, he, if he was a football team, he'd have every championship. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. Why? He can direct you. He will direct you. But to be directed, we have to follow. And to follow, we have to trust. I'm going to invite Evangeline to the piano, and we're going to sing just this one verse of song number 892. You've probably heard the words. It says, simply trusting every day, trusting through a stormy way, even when my faith is small. Trusting Jesus, that is all. Trusting as the moments fly, trusting as the days go by, trusting Him, whatever befall, trusting Jesus, that is all. And I would invite you this morning to do that, to trust Him. Now I know that you say, well, I'm I'm trusting Him. Well, good. Keep trusting. Keep trusting. No other, no other thing, no other person, no other anything is trustworthy like God is. So if you're dealing with something where you're just saying, Lord, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to pan out. I don't know what, then my advice, simple but profound, give it to God. Because in doing so, you're trusting him with, you're entrusting him with something very, you ever, you ever dealt, done that with someone? You give someone something and you'll say, now take care of this. This is very important. I'm entrusting it to you. There's no other person in the universe that you can trust with your life like you can God. You can entrust that because guess what? He gave you that life anyway. He created you. He knows what you need. Let's sing together on that first verse.